we wait for what's coming to America and what God is going to do next, there are some things that we must know for sure. If you're like me, born again and seeking God diligently for our nation, you probably either feel like you're about to burst inside at all of the corruption and the threat of globalism that our present government represents, or you're numb from the battle and are in a wait-and-see posture. You've heard the prophetic words declaring something different than what we're seeing, and though there still is the sound of something in the air spiritually, there's also a far different issue that needs to be addressed. It's the reality of the call of Scripture to look within that our own boat isn't filled with holes and ready to sink. Many of you are familiar with the verse that says, The time has come that judgment must begin in the house of the Lord. The book of Revelation outlines this as well, that before God deals with the sin in the world, He calls His own people to get things cleaned up. This is vital in understanding what He wants, and what our individual responsibility is, as we anticipate what God is going to do in our nation. I'm not going to rehearse here all of the outrageous things that we've seen coming out of our nation and put you in a bad mood. There is a present concern that is far more precious to you right where you are right now than who's sitting in the White House. If you ask most people to define the word government, they'll usually start talking about civil government, types of governments such as republics, democracies, and such. But government itself is simply direction, regulation, control, and restraint. It's something that must be established within, whereby we have our own mind, will, and emotions properly governed by our values and our faith. In the book of Revelation, before Jesus got very far in outlining what the end of this age is going to bring, he got to the heart of things. What I fear is that many people have not done that. They're so concerned about the important work of political government affairs that they've forgotten the urgent the affairs of the soul. Let me look with you at how our Creator and Savior outlined the first things that must be in order so that we can understand why the rest of the book of Revelation is unfolding as it is. If we'll do that, we'll be in a much better position to take hold of what's happening in America right now. For I'll make no bones about it. What direction we see our government going in is beyond horrid. The first day in office, Joe made it clear that he does not hold Israel in high regard. However, any nation who stands against Israel is going to find itself in trouble with Israel's originator. Israel is not defined by its geography. It is all about the promise that the God of eternity made to its people. By God's choosing Israel, not because they were any better than any other people, he demonstrated to the world that his sovereign choice is by grace outside of any merit of man. They are not a perfect people and are in need of correction just like any other. However, when men touch God's covenant promise, it gets his attention, and he's determined to show the world that he keeps his promises no matter what any man says to defy it. The Third Reich is dead but out of it grew the geographic boundaries of Israel in the same territory in which they were first formed. With that in mind, why does the book of Revelation unfold as it does? It's the revelation of Jesus for who He is, without holding back this time, without restriction, and without compromise. 
God is going to draw out of the darkness all that corrupts and violates his commandments and defies the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We see that happening right before our eyes in America, but on a smaller scale than the book of Revelation. The first thing that must be in order for us to take hold of current events finds chapter 1 declaring these words, Blessed is he who reads, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Please understand, prophecy has the central requirement of keeping or obeying the precepts of God. Period. When things get hot, it's time to start focusing on the holes in our own boat first and foremost. I mean with the desperation that the last days mean for us, our families, and our nation. Then we read, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. The first is God. It's not even Genesis 1-1, George Washington, or our first breath are also not the first things of life. And the last is not defined by loss, by disease or war or elections. Don't be afraid, he said. I am the last thing. Determine the last thing and control it. Not men, laws, or lawyers, or armies, or presidents. I was reminded today by a friend's Facebook post about being in the underground sewer hole that was the Apostle Paul's prison home until he was martyred only blocks away from the Roman Colosseum. I was there with her, and we both felt a unique inspiration and dedication. It was here, chained in this refuge-infested dungeon, that Paul wrote the prison epistles, and amidst the outwardly measurable depths of despair and hopelessness, he wrote, We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And then, in Colossians, put your eyes above where your life is hidden with God in Christ Jesus. In Paul's seemingly darkest hours, his soul was ascending to greater heights, and that is exactly what God wants to teach us when things are looking dark for Christianity in America. You can't be defeated if you know where to look. It's why John continually has his gaze directed heavenward while the earth erupts in its final battle with evil. So Jesus first gives John a vision of his glory before unfolding to him what's coming through the battle that will utterly defeat the so-called Great Reset of Globalism. Mark it down carefully. This is not about politics or their parties or world finances and ideologies. It is about keeping a promise to save us from this evil called sin by God's mercy. It is about the true liberty of being free of inner corruption. God gives us this step-by-step -step unfolding by first saying, I am the first and the last. Behold me! Then the next step, if we would understand global government conflict and darkness, is found in chapters 2 and 3. God is about to pull the corruption of this world out of the darkness. So he speaks to his church, to the condition of their hearts, 
overcome, he says. Don't play with sin any longer, or it will destroy you more surely than any antichrist government, more completely than any political deviant, and more fully than any conniving media conspiracy. He says, Remember, therefore, from where you are fallen and repent and do the first works, or else I will come unto you quickly. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. God can't be any clearer about why there are imminent battles taking shape. It's like he's saying, don't fight to expose the darkness in your nation until you have dealt with the compromise within first. Take a lesson from God's stand with Israel and those who stand with her. It is an acknowledgment that God saves men of all nations simply because he has made the choice by his merciful love. No man or nation can take credit for it. Standing against God's people in any nation that he has chosen as a symbol of sovereign love is suicide of the soul. He has said that anyone who touches his people touches the apple of his eye. Listen, the fact that election fraud has never been proven as a lie in a court of law and that the present government and media are trying to suppress the free speech of those who demand answers and that our democracy is dead without it being properly adjudicated, these things will not Stand with the God who made this nation a beacon for the gospel to the world. He is going to take this to task, both for our government and for the corruption of the hearts of so many in America. In the meantime, remember, please, the seeming hopeless position of Paul in that sewer prison cell. Right now, as one born again, you too are seated with Christ in heavenly places as you wait for justice to prevail. God is waiting for the right time to restore this nation. But He has always used His people to accomplish His will in the earth. His time is wrapped up, in our dedication, to Him. One thing is sure, when we ask, how long, God doesn't answer with an F. His answer is, not until. There is nothing hidden that will not be revealed and judged. Don't get discouraged, saints, your time is coming.